Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new film Mary Poppins Returns, starring Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hello there again, everybody out there in podcasting land, and welcome in to episode 181. No, 181. 181. My bad. I can't count. Yeah, because... Yep. I'm trying to. Th- I always try to think back because we yep. did well, a couple weeks ago. Top. We did no. Oh, a couple sorry. weeks ago we did. Um, we did the house that Jack built, which yep. was 179. Yep. Yep. yep then yep, we yep, 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 yep. did top six of the year, which is yep, 180. Yep, 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 so now we're on 181. Yep. You you're so good at this. I am not. I have to look back every single time we show up and be like, which episode is this? I try to do it from memory. And yet we both end up in the wrong place. So <laughs> that's good. It means we're human. So hey. that's okay. So anyways, today we are discussing Mary Poppins Returns. The, uh, it's, not, it's definitely not sequel. Definitely not a rehash, really. Secret-like? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a... A check-in on what's happening in the Mary Poppins universe, sort of. You know, the I think Mary it was... Mary Poppins cinematic universe. I think it was Who's Matt... that voice I hear? <laughs> hey, who? Is that Anna Bodozadu? Nope. <laughs> See, here's the thing. On our the la- wrong girl. Yes, yes, it is, by the way. <laughs> on the last episode we had Anna on, yes. I did not properly introduce her until about 30 minutes in. And, and I still haven't was... forgiven you. I... I've lost sleep over it. <laughs> I, and it didn't even have to do with me. I know. I, I would expect that Anna will never be forgiving me for that, but that's okay. Well, she showed up for this episode, and that was like three weeks ago. I know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I expect... Time in the flat circle, by the way. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of flat earthers here recently, and it's yeah. it's it's getting a little annoying. <laughs> Any hoodles. So, I feel like... The the nice thing about a lot of the people who we have on this podcast as guests is every time they come on for an episode, I assume they'll never want to come back. <laughs> and yet, most of them end up showing up again at some that point. That is true. I know. Yeah. No, I, but I'm the opposite. Every time we have a guest, I'm like, they'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm well, in my case, fuckers. you are indeed correct. So. Uh, that is true. So, anyways, Anna Bodozadu and Nick Cheney here. What? <laughs> Another week with an empty chair where Toussaint usually sits and sometimes gives his I thoughts. am a chair. <laughs> and we are recording this episode late in the evening. In a day. Mm-hmm. 
It's been a long day for everybody. I was, I was going to say, that sounds like a brave little toaster situation. Mm. Uh, we've talked about that movie on this mm-hmm. podcast. I heard that yeah. episode. Yeah, right. yeah, look at that. That's a, just a tough watch right there. Mm-hmm. Disney animation Phil Hartman episode? is in it. That's right, he is. And he yeah. was in an episode... Or in a movie that we talked about on a previous episode with Anna, yeah, with three Anna, weeks ago. Yep, uh, called Jingle All the Way, <laughs> all the way to three weeks ago. Boy, really hammering this home. <laughs> I just don't want there Theater to be of the any, mind, though, any doubt. Awesome at this. Oh yeah, it's great. For anyone who hasn't figured it out, <laughs> we'll just lay it out there for you. Unless you are just clueless, we did jump in a time machine and we just moved ahead three weeks to record this episode so we can do it on the same day as we recorded the jingle all the way episode it's incredible you think it would be easier if we just recorded them on the same day instead of going through all that time travel nonsense but i think that i think the time travel was worth it it's really important like if you see something like interstellar you will see that (laughs) Really, I mean, if you got to get the right points, I mean, first of all, you need to bend the paper correctly and then make sure the pencil goes all the way through. Just like the teacher explained in Stranger Things. Yes. Uh, that example has been used a f- few times. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Nick is, Nick is frozen. Nick has ceased to be able to move. Alex, I think you broke Nick. I, I don't think I broke him. I just think, oh, I got a blink in there, so that's good. He's still alive. Ooh, a wink then, too. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Mary Poppins Returns is a film that I honestly was not interested in until oh. I saw the trailer. And then um, this was one of my favorite trailers of the year. And I... Um, I'm happy that this turned out the way it did because it seems like just another Disney rehash uh, that has been rampant here recently of them trying to cash in on nostalgic properties that they have from the either 90s during the golden age of their animation, well, the second golden age of their animation, or the actual golden age of their animation uh, and other live action films that they did. So it's interesting that this ended up as good as it ended up being um anyways this is a film that anna went to go see um pretty much like the day it came out yeah i'm pretty sure it was technically opening weekend and a couple friends just decided that we were going to do it a few weeks before which i never see for the most part i never see movies like opening day but yeah this was a christmas release and just went for it and then, and then you saw it a couple of days after me. I saw it actually on Christmas Day. Yes. Okay. Wow. Look and at that. Merry Christmas to you. I know. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a nice little treat. Oh. And then uh, I got to see it again with Nicholas. So hey. it's great. Awesome. It's me. That is you. <laughs> so not that the plot is important here, um, but decades after her original visit, the magical nanny Mary Poppins returns to the Banks' siblings. And Michael's children, as they are going through a difficult time in their lives currently. This film was directed by Rob Marshall, who is most well-known for directing Chicago. But he also did other musical efforts, including Into the Woods and uh, the weird Daniel Day-Lewis film Nine. And he also (laughs) directed Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Um, In addition to other things throughout time, including Memoirs of a Geisha. Uh, But 
probably Chicago would be definitely what he's most well known for. And then you have the stars of this film, including the two main characters, which are Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins and Lynn manuel Miranda, who plays the character of Jack. Also here we have the delightful Ben Wishaw and the equally as wonderful Emily Mortimer. And then also people like Julie Walters, Colin Firth, Dick Van Dyke, Angela Lansbury, who is fine, but we'll get into Julie Andrews not being here for whatever reason. <laughs> and then you have a spoon-fed scene with Meryl Streep that hopefully gets deleted well, from the Blu-ray. Well, it's a spoonful <sighs> of sugar that makes the medicine go yeah. down. No, Meryl's, Meryl's no good, so can we just have her I'm gone? glad that wasn't... I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that. <laughs> no. We're all in agreement. Okay, and I actually good. liked her in Mamma Mia 2, where she was killed off, <laughs> and only had one <laughs> song in which it was actually decent. But, no, she shouldn't be in musicals. No. It's funny because I actually think she's probably the most overrated actor of this generation. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, I feel like... The fact that she's actually not good at doing accents is made fun of here a little bit. I will when, say... When they say, oh, we actually don't know what she's doing because she's got all these different accents. And it's like, nah, dog. I'll say in, in her defense, <laughs> A, I agree with you. <laughs> and B, we, I would say as film viewers, weren't quite as privy to her uh, uh, rise and ascension um, as it was happening, so to speak, like her roles in Manhattan, Woody Allen film, and um, Kramer versus Kramer, and mm-hmm. other films where I feel like she actually does give good performances, but uh, unfortunately just kind of folded in on herself and became, quote-unquote, Meryl Streep and not an actual actor. Oh, man, I think she's on the Steven Spielberg plaid now where she's just... Well, going off on that name, and right. occasionally she'll throw a good and good one in Steven there. Steven Spielberg, yeah, no, same same diff, which is that he can make a great film, and yet uh, he doesn't just get to make one just because of who he no, is. He's gonna for you know however many Bridge of Spies, there's gonna be ten, the real fucking big giant. So that's fine. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, Anna, if you would be okay with it, I was hoping maybe you would start us off and tell us your thoughts on Mary Poppins Returns. Sure. Okay. Why not? Didn't mean to talk over you. My apologies. I do that Um. all day long, so you are good. (laughs) Um, Well, I was highly looking forward to this. I was... uh, I mentioned this multiple times having been on your show thank you for letting me talk about this ad nauseum but i was uh one of those kids that grew up watching disney movies mary poppins was included in that collection i I believe i owned it on vhs i watched that so much as a kid um because of that like julie andrews like is one of my favorites um and she also became one of my favorites when of course princess diaries can't forget that so and, and now aquaman so there you yeah. go yeah you seen aquaman? he played the kraken <laughs> oh yeah jason actually, momoa mentioned that yeah no i haven't seen did. aquaman yet yeah, she she played a cgi talking fish <laughs> aquaman actually is pretty good no i mean i enjoyed it but yes. the idea cool. that she would come back out of whatever for, for, for that, that and not, not for this. mary poppins return I've got thoughts. I would love to hear the story behind that. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, I loved 
Mary Poppins as a kid. So when Mary Poppins Returns was announced, I was like, no, I don't even know what this is. But my immediate reaction is no. And then I agree with you, Alex, in that this was one of my favorite trailers as well because it included 2D animation. And then I was like, okay, I mean. Not only did it include 2D animation, it included 2D animation that um, had birds flying in between the actual human characters, which... For those of us playing at home, I assume is extraordinarily difficult. Oh, absolutely, yes. That's what kind of made it so cool, and I'm glad they included that shot to include in the trailer. And and then that's when I was like, okay, I feel like they've had me sold. And, of course, Disney, like you've mentioned already, Alex, they're benefiting from the nostalgia kind of redone now into the 2010s era where kids that are younger than me are going to know this as movies that they're going up with. Um, and I was actually very surprised in the theater because there were like small children there. So there mm-hmm. were like older parents that brought their younger kids. And I was questioning like, did these kids see the original with Julie Andrews? Because I mean, I feel like that's probably a good primer for them at this point. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I knew that this wasn't going to be a direct remake which was good and um i was blown away by how much i enjoyed this movie so much um this is in my top six films of the year it was so i was a big fan of this as well i'm very happy that it made your top six honestly because Mm -hmm. i was so pleasantly surprised by it and i completely forgot that emily blunt actually has a great singing voice so that was very um very refreshing to see on screen especially because i had to endure emma watson's auto-tune because she was singing against actual broadway singers that know what they're doing seems like she may not be a good actress emma watson yeah well she's made a lot of not great choices after harry potter yeah she thought she had a winner in that tom hanks film red circle but that was a fucking you mean the circle whatever it's called it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't matter. That, <laughs> I'm glad that you saw that too because I watched that on DVD because oh, I, I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Okay. Well, look, it looked terrible. It will waste your time. Uh-huh. And that's the thing is that that's one of those movies where you, or rather, I did. I noticed that it was edited poorly. Like, I'm sure it was. It was just not good. I saw it on DVD because I thought it would maybe be worth it. And then I was like, ooh, this is bad. Not a lot of Tom Hanks films get a first quarter release. So you know the studio knew they had a fucking clunker on their hands. Ugh, yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> Although I will say for Emma Watson, she is going to be uh, not the main character, but the second main character Little in Women. Little Women a remake. I feel like that's something very fitting for her. I feel like maybe she should take the Kira Knightley path and pick strictly period pieces for the most part. Mm. Not strictly, but I feel like those kind of fit her. And Kira Knightley isn't like a bombshell of a talent either, even though I do like her too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a good point She's about Emma Watson. She's got a time and a place. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And like Emma Watson is actually good at very many other things other than acting. So, sure. Um, yes, so... Emily Blunt, though, is... And also, too, Disney lucking out having her at, like, the peak of her powers, oh, basically. Absolutely. As she was very much noted in uh, A Quiet Place earlier in 2018. Mm-hmm. And she's also had her rise here recently. I mean, even if you go back a few years to something like Edge of Tomorrow, which she was fantastic in. 
Um, have you ever seen that, by the way? No, but I've heard nothing but good things. It is a very good film and a uh, fun story. And also, too, um, a weird film that Tom Cruise is in where the female basically overtakes him in terms of importance mm-hmm. throughout the film. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, which it was because that doesn't usually happen. And I would say, speaking of Emily Blunt in uh, Rob Marshall's Into the Woods, which I know was very derided and I completely understand that. At the time, though, Emily Blunt hadn't done a musical, mm-hmm. and I feel like that certainly was kind of an interesting thing for people who didn't realize that she could do that. So, uh, yeah, as the the baker's wife. So. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, Emily Blunt, and then also um, you mentioned something about The Quiet Place that I wanted to bring up, but regardless, I was very... Okay. Uh, did you like that movie? Yes, I did. I loved it. I s- took it. Um, I took my mom to the movie for Mother's Day, so nice. both of us enjoyed it very much. Well, yeah, that, that first scene's not a really uplifting family film nope. scene there. Especially for well, parents. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. That's I'm okay. so sorry. Uh, I apologize. There's something about the image of the warning fireworks going off and John Krasinski trying to run back to the house that just... There's some about it that feels like oddly patriotic to me mm-hmm. in a film mm-hmm. where aliens have come and taken over, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a weird, dystopian, but yet positive view for me. It's such a weird part of that movie, and I love it. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Lots of really cool things about that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, very pleasantly surprised to me only because everybody else already knew this emily blunt great performer um i really really liked lin-manuel miranda but i didn't realize he sounded like that when he sang i expected his voice to be a little deeper anyway um he doesn't sound like that when he sings usually okay good all right because it sounded not great um Uh, at least not to me not a great singer (laughs) okay he's a great musical performer which means that he hits both song and dance uh, you know, notes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But nobody likes Hamilton because Miranda is a great singer. They like it because he only he can pull off that ridiculous amount of charisma meets breathless white boy rapping. <laughs> Uh, in in that kind of background, but right. some of those songs where he has to like actually sing a ballad. I find, like, I really like it, and I find it endearing, but I wouldn't say that he's a good singer. I I thought that Emily, who is, like, the biggest Lin-Manuel Miranda fan right now, like, she is, like, way into everything he's done. Which is fair. Which, and he's a fantastic performer and a fantastic writer. But we did just go see Hamilton recently. We took my parents to go see it. And I thought I was going to get my head chopped off uh, the next day when we were eating breakfast and talking about it. And I told her, and I was, like, ready to, like, get, like, bitch slapped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was like, you know, Miguel Cervantes, who Mm -hmm. is the performer, I'm like, he's actually way better than Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I mean. And she's like, no, I actually feel that way, too. I'm like, (gasps) The, the thing is, it's like if I'm gonna listen Wise. to it, I only want to listen to the Lin Manuel Miranda like sure. recording because I generally like can't not think about him separate from that quote unquote role. Mm-hmm. But like watching it live or whatever, there are a bunch of better singers. Mm-hmm. 
So that's just that's a fact in my opinion. <laughs> and also too, in Mary Poppins Returns, he is trying to do a pseudo Cockney accent. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, it's and not it's... great, but he doesn't really ever go in and out of it, which is kind of always a big hurdle for some people. Mm-hmm. So he at least stays in it. Uh, and at the same time, I'm I'm willing to give it a pass because I yeah. still think he's doing a wonderful job. And also too. I actually think he's doing a wonderful job acting in this, which he has not had a lot of like yeah, no. big time screen appearances where he's actually physically on screen. Where I think he his interaction with mostly the kids is actually quite good in this mm-hmm. film. So I agree. Yeah. Um, yes, I do agree with you too. Um, so yeah, just so much about this movie that I enjoyed. The pivotal moment for me is when the overture is playing and then we see Mary Poppins come on screen for the first time by way of the kite. Uh Um, Literally tears down my face because Mm. it was just all of that feeling back at once and it was crazy. It was, (laughs) I'm trying to find my words. It was just such a cool moment, and I really enjoyed it, and um, I loved this movie, and I'm really happy that I saw it in theaters, so yeah, yeah it was awesome. Can I go next? Sure, man. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm a person who grew up with Disney films, and I love musicals, but Mary Poppins has never really been a thing like i definitely watched it you know and i didn't dislike it but i couldn't really tell you a lot about specific scenes uh at this stage in my life so i went and saw mary poppins return mostly with the promise that it was a musical that had original songs instead of just being a remake or you know or Let's something go fly a kite we've heard that shit ago well true but yeah. no um, I'm, I'm saying it yeah. That it's not that even though it's a plot line throughout this. Oh, right, right, right. It's not just the same songs over and over no. again, which is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and they don't so, even yeah. try to reskin the old songs other than no. a few good moments where they, you know, just uh, have reprises where, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, when I saw this, I, I got to say, I didn't think it was great, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I thought scene to scene, uh, all the. Uh, actors are very well casted. I thought Emily Blunt is definitely fantastic. And the songs themselves range from okay to pretty great. And um, overall, I would watch this again any day because I thought that everything was just the right amount of uh, whimsy and yet uh, earnest emotion. Um, I definitely thought that the 10, maybe... 15 minute sequence in the middle with the 2D animation was the peak of the movie and everything after that was certainly good and decent but uh, not quite on that level of uh, artistry or even song wise because I genuinely thought the uh, not judging a book by its cover song was great not simply because of the Miranda rapping but also just because of uh, the you know the chorus and whatnot like all the way that it fits into the actual plot line that whole vaudeville sequence was just fantastic Mm -hmm. um i will say that uh in general i am with you alex and uh anna that the meryl streep scene was very uh out of place the film literally 
stops dead in his tracks to have that scene happen. And I'm not even against the song that they sing because I actually thought the chorus was kind of catchy. I thought the first verse was awful because they hadn't really started the song yet. And I was like, oh, God, we are in for a very painful four to five minutes. Uh, But once it actually starts up and everybody gets involved, it was okay and uh, it wasn't impeachable. But uh, that was just pretty... Uh, annoying. <laughs> um, but when I think about this movie, all I can really ever think about is the highlights, which are the scene I mentioned, the uh, bathtub fantasy oh. sequence with the song, which I thought was a great song and great performances all around. No, not yet. <laughs> I, I said something too to Nick that yeah. it really fucked me up afterwards, uh, before, well, after I saw it for the first time. That you remember that that happened to you? No. Um, <laughs> that... After, like, I was trying to pinpoint who I thought that Emily Blunt sounded like, and I figured it out about halfway through the first time, and now I can't unhear it, and I feel like she sounds awkwardly a little bit like Stewie Griffin trying to sing, and it's really (laughs) fucking with me. Oh, my God. Oh, no, No. not yet. (laughs) Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Um, oh my god no (laughs) sorry i just ruined the movie for you (laughs) it's it's unfortunate um but no before i pass it off i'll just say that like the high points were a lot of fun i don't know if i would call the movie memorable because i know a year from now if i haven't rewatched it which i would not mind rewatching it Hmm? but i wouldn't really be able to name a single song from it and i said that as someone who enjoyed it while i was watching it but i feel like What's good about this movie is also what I don't particularly have an affection for, which is that this reminded me of the old Mary Poppins, which is that it was good, it did its job, the songs were fun, but it never quite leapt off of the screen with the fantastical mindset that it was really going for, which is that while I was watching it, I was enjoying it, but I don't know that anything struck me as something that's going to stay with me uh, in any way, shape, or form. So I, I, for me, it was, it was basically passable, and I would not begrudge anybody for really enjoying it because it does a lot of things very well. So hmm. I'll pass it off. You know, I thought this film was absolutely fantastic. I am a big fan, and I've seen it twice now, so I basically had my feelings on this confirmed. Um and I, I just really enjoy the way that this film plays out and has a very simplistic plot that is somewhat similar to the original. But at the same time, uh, this is a clear musical uh, that really the plot is somewhat inconsequential to the final product that we see on the screen. Um, and I do really like a lot of the comedy that goes throughout this film too. Uh, I do think that is one of the very few things that I would almost strike a mark against that is I feel like as is continuously a problem with American presentations is that when you try to do fun background gags, you sometimes just commit a little bit too much to that and almost try to bring that into the foreground, which is really stupid. Uh, There were more than one occasion of fun background gags involving Mary Poppins and other characters, and yet they're like, let's focus on this. It's like, dude, just let it play out. It'll be even better. Um, But that is such a minor critique in this just wonderful little film. 
Um, Colin Firth is giving a fantastic performance here as the villain, as he is just owning being an a-hole too. And also at the same time, having this very cartoonish plan of trying to steal all the money from all the people who have their money in the bank, which is really kind of like, it gives a very Potter from wonderful life vibe of he's just a bad person to be a bad person. Uh, which is, is weird. And also, too, he has a great line when uh, his main companion or whatever you want to call him uh, says, well, you know, you said he's... I know what I said! He gets very angry about it, and it's great. Um, but at the same time, uh, one of my favorite parts and also one of the most fucked up parts that I actually nudged Nick on, and I was going to mention, I said, this is going to be even weirder when you think about it later. <laughs> um, but when we see uh the characters who are supposed to be the you know good people outside of the tent and we find out that they actually are supposed to be stand-ins for Colin Firth and his two friends mm-hmm. or coworkers or whatever they were voiced by the same people yeah um it is so fucked up <laughs> that when they are stealing uh all of their things including Georgie's um giraffe giraffe that uh, the the guy who's the the portly white guy with the glasses yeah. says something to the tune of, "Oh, we've been watching you for a long time, and we've been meaning to do this uh, from your nursery." And I'm like, "That is so fucking creepy," and it's weird because you were supposed to be a real person who's been <laughs> like having your eye on this house of wanting to steal it. Like it gives a very like. Um, Joe Pesci from Home Alone vibe of I've been wanting to fucking steal that shit for such a long time and now I can get my hands on that giraffe and it's like what the fuck is going on so that was a little weird and wonderful at the same time (laughs) all that being said um, the whimsical nature especially early on in this film is just so fantastic I love everything from the musical numbers that happen throughout the film but more importantly the earlier ones that are wonderful to the talking umbrella which i thought actually worked out really well and even paid off at the end with the dick van dyke scene which would have seemed a little weird but it does kind of pay off that a little birdie told me and it happens to be a bird in the umbrella so whatever um and then for sure my favorite two sequences well actually there are three of them i love this movie uh the one that you already mentioned, Nick, uh, which is the the animated scene, which is fantastic, uh, and the huge musical number that happens there, but also the bathtub number, can you imagine that, is absolutely wonderful. Uh, just the idea of people floating around during a magical number is just so excellent, and it lands here and feels a little cartoony, but at the same time, I think that's what it was trying to be, so it totally works out that it looks a little bit... I don't want to say like airbrushed or something like that, but it looks a little fake and I think it totally works perfectly here. And in terms of a look, oh man, when they arrive uh, with the other, um, whatever the term is that they uh, they use for the other lamplighters. Learys? Learys. Yeah. Uh, and during that... Larry the Cable Guys? Oh God. <laughs> During that whole sequence, when they like turn the corner and they're all just like hanging from the lamp, like at the uh, beginning of the Beatles Love Show in Las <laughs> Vegas, yeah. just the look of that with like the darkness and the light coming from there, and you just see the shadows is just oh man, it's so great. 
Mm-hmm. Just love it. Very cool. And I also love the final uh, number with all the balloons and everybody flying. I like, like that, that number a lot. Like, those are the kind of things that, like, get me close to tear jerking in the theater because I'm yeah. like, look, people can be happy. Oh. Yeah. Aww. Fun fact in that scene, Mrs. Potts is there. She is. Yeah. Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Let's get to that real quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Julie Andrews said she didn't want to do this film because she didn't want to step on Emily Blunt's dick. But let me tell you, they wrote a whole... It's pretty big. Yeah. They wrote a whole scene just for her to, to literally... <laughs> just to literally hand a red balloon yep. to her and say, I think this one is yours. And she said, no, I don't want to do anything with that. I'll go do Aquaman instead. So, you know what? Fuck you, Julian. They should have at least had like Winnie the Pooh give her the balloon or something. <laughs> Synergy. Nothing, nothing is below Disney. Synergy. No. no. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm with you. That was very awkward. In, in a way, in that, like, I love Angela Lansbury, so I actually think she was quite delightful in that It scene. made no sense here, though. But, yeah, it was very out of place and very awkward. It seemed like Disney was probably angry that she didn't come back, and they're like, fuck her, we're leaving the scene. Yeah, like, well, well, and not only that, but, like, we'll get the another, you know, like, high-profile elderly woman that uh, is a, of Disney history and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought that scene was fantastic. I will say I, the Larry scene kind of fell flat for me. In the I, sense I agree with you. That when it came, like I had been waiting for it the whole movie because I remember the chimney sweeping scenes. I'm like, we're going to get the lamp lighting equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to it, I liked it, but I also thought it was weirdly non-fantastical and I know that they're not Mary Poppins but I genuinely thought there could have been a little more play with the yeah. light and shadow because I thought there actually kind of was there in there my was opinion. but then like BMX bikers come in yeah, okay. and I'm like it's okay fair. so this is sure. just the Ringling Brothers and <laughs> it's definitely not because they are out of business well that is true <laughs> so that part like it, it, it was kind of like I, I was always just on the edge of like just accepting it but then something like that would happen and I'm just like yeah, yeah I actually um, I, I just, will say yeah. and even though it's one of the things because I actually really like that scene is I'll go to bat for it a little bit although I, I understand exactly what you're saying too um, but my reading from afar is that the further the story goes along, the less fantastical the actual numbers get, yeah. which totally makes sense because it's more the actual people who are taking over and who are, you know, believing everything that's going on, and it's less about imagining what's happening. So, yeah. and I would agree with that if the final scene wasn't people and balloons. Yeah. Balloon. Now, yeah. I'm actually with you in the sense that I do think there is a slight sense of like reality grounding them. So I'm actually just fucking with you. Yeah. Um, I Please just do. thought there. <laughs> I just thought that there should have been slightly, even just less of the fanciness of like, like I said, the BMX biking and more of just fun choreography. Like it was good choreography. Like it wasn't like bad, but it almost felt a little too rehearsed. Like I like what about people like I I just felt like you have lamps, you have lighting and the choreography looked cool, but none of it really played with the lighting. Like wouldn't have been cool if like what they were doing was like interesting and rehearsed, but then their shadows maybe were doing slightly different. Oh, or... that's a really good idea. That they I'm just saying, like, on. just little things like that where I'm just yeah. kind of like, eh. But You're probably right. Anyway, I love that scene mostly because 
I think the lighting in that scene is actually just so fantastic. I mean, it it's looks good fun. as a film like shot sure. and yeah. whatnot. Um, and but I do, a lot I going do, that. I do like um, everything that proceeds to when they actually arrive with all of the Learys and all the yeah, scene where they're walking like through that. kind of the sewer area. Yeah, sewer what? Syria? The sewer area. Syriana. Not Syria or Syriana. <laughs> they found George Clooney with a beard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although I will say when... Uh, About Syriana? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Good. When... Uh, when... Uh, he has... A, um, Jack, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's character, has a good line... About it being darkest just before the light, I could not not think about the Dark Knight and Aaron mm. Eckhart. Yeah, so that line That's is funny. Basically, taken forever, yes. in my opinion. So Batman yeah. forever. <laughs> what I will say though, um, yes. While you stating that you were being like underwhelmed by the Learys, I unfortunately I did think this in the theater even though I didn't really want to because I didn't do this with any other of any other moment in the original Harry Mary Poppins um after the Learys did their first musical number I couldn't help but think of how much more iconic the chimney sweeps were yeah so it's just I feel like the way in the original it was done in such its own like its own way and then of course like that it's like a whole different thing because they're lamplighters obviously right but um, no but i agree with you in the sense yeah that when the moment when the moment the movie started and we were introduced to miranda's character mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's where that's <laughs> heading like everything else musical wise like number wise even if i could understand where the pastiche was coming from i didn't quite have a grasp on where it was headed until it got there whereas by the moment we get to the lamp lighting dance sequence i've already been waiting for it for the whole movie because mm-hmm. i just assume that that's where that so because of that it just felt my own expectation which are my own fault but just kind of fell flat a little bit but uh but i mean it wasn't bad though i, I guess i, yeah. I don't want to harp on it too much i did like their dancing the most i think yeah like, no, i mean i thought definitely what they cool. were doing was yeah. good and the 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 dancers they had were were good it was just kind of a hodgepodge of decisions that I didn't always love, but yeah, very and understandable. Also, yeah. I wanted to just chime in about the Meryl Streep sequence. Yes. Like, I didn't know she was going to be in this, so when she showed up on screen, I was like, "Why are you here?" And then that's how everyone felt, even the people who knew she was going to be in it. <laughs> I then... saw her name in the credits, which is saying something because if she gets to be in the opening credits and only in one scene, like. That's just not a way to make a movie. But anyway, continue. Yeah, but then, you know, she was there, and then you I was said like... It, you said it right, Nick. She wanted to be in this. Oh, absolutely. I said that that scene reeked of... Meryl Streep heard that there was going to be a Mary Poppins sequel, <laughs> called Disney, and said, I want to be in it. And then they said, okay. And then they wrote <laughs> this sequence for her. Also, yeah. the, fact, just... the fact that, A, um, they the, I think you are right, I think it is telling that um, no one ever delivers the bowl back because she never comes back. Yeah, so it's the whole that whole storyline yeah. is over when her character's gone. Yeah, yeah, the loop never closes on that one, which is fine because yeah. no one needs to see her anymore. Yeah. yeah, why don't you go back to playing Julie and Julia or whatever the fuck you're gonna do next? <laughs> don't worry, Meryl. We'll wrap up your storyline when we do reshoots. <laughs> so, okay. So, 
<laughs> so basically, like, I know it was mentioned that she, I think, Alex, you said that she's, like, overrated, and I've never thought of that. <sighs> I've never basically assumed that she was overrated. I just know she's one of, like, the most well-liked actors currently working at this time. But then when I saw her in this, I was like, oh, no. I think she's reached it. I think she's reached yep. the point where she annoys me. And that sucks. Welcome. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the problem with Meryl Streep is she just shows up in things just to be in them. And she takes yeah. she takes roles she's because... She's kind of like Johnny Depp. Eh, a little bit. She's got more talent than that person does. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying as far as like... Like Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express. Johnny Depp gets to be the villain in that. Even yeah. though, and I actually... He's not bad in that. No, but and that kind of hurts me to say. <laughs> but I also would totally take anybody over him. Like, sure. I don't need him to be in it. And that's the thing about Meryl Streep, is I feel like she's just taking roles away from people who could probably do something different with it. Well, the Absolutely. Other, the other thing yeah. about Meryl Streep is that even if she's good in things, and I think she's been good in quite a few things yeah. over the last you know two decades, like August Osage County, I think she gives a great performance. Um, and I'm I'm not thinking of anything else at the very top of my head that was like over she the top. She was actually great. good in the movie that not a lot of people saw, but it was Jonathan Demme's last film, Ricky and the Flash. Oh, okay. I heard good things yeah. about that. Anyway, it's, mm. but she played a normal person, and she didn't have to do her like I'm playing a character. But here's here's <laughs> here, here's the thing that differentiates her from other people. Where I feel like there are like these like big roles that are out there and she's like you know i feel like someone else Mine. probably gets those roles and she's like yes i would like to play margaret thatcher please and they're like well we don't want you i'll be playing margaret thatcher well let me decide these things like, like damn she's like, good i feel like that's how that goes yeah. or like julia child she mm -hmm. probably handpicked that role yeah or the role in the post and even though I've heard, yeah, God. Even though I'm, I'm sure that actually I she's seen, very good in the post. That was I, I the seen first it. thing I've liked her in in quite some time. And I've been meaning to see it. And I still have not seen it. And it's been over a year, so I need my shit together. Yeah. But at the same time, I've always felt like um, she probably peaked in the late '80s, and ever since then, she's been living off that shit for the last thirty years. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that does in the '80s. I, she was on a real hot streak. And because of that, now her children have acting careers. So that's a shame. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody for enjoying her because I do think there is. Yeah. And she's not a bad actress. She's not bad at what slightest. she does. She's no. just like you know, let other people do some chance. of that. Well, it is something. Be too... like Stan Lee and just show up for these stupid scenes in Mary Poppins. Uh, because at the end of the day, I'd as much as I didn't like it, I'd rather you just be contained to one stupid scene then like take somebody's role that maybe that could have been a launch pad for a new actress yeah. or actor or whatever the other thing too about Meryl Streep is that she's been around doing this for a long time and she gets nominated for an Academy Award almost every fucking year yeah. but I will say it's pretty telling that she's won I think three times and she's been nominated like 18 which means she's a big loser so <laughs> There you go. Statistically speaking. Statistically, she yes, she did win three times, but she's lost 15, so that's a lot of losses. Well, Bradley Cooper was 
nominated i think three times and he'll be nominated at least a fourth and then he'll just continue to lose so he actually may win for best leading actor even though i don't think he should i could see that i mean i could see i haven't seen a star is born i can't speak but i just hope probably Malik doesn't win sorry probably i mean he probably will be the front runner if i had to guess and Lady Gaga is not going to win because Olivia Colman's got that shit locked up for best leading actress, but that's okay. Yeah, you know I, what? I'm I know really... you don't really care about the Academy Awards, so it doesn't really matter. No, to I was you. just thinking about that. Oh, okay, but yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, probably. You know what I was super happy about when I was watching the Golden Globes is that this award season there's no Jennifer Lawrence, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I did see that commercial over and over again, which always makes me a little happy for the Golden Globes. It's, I think it is very telling that they included that in their promotional material where she came on stage when she won for Silver Lane's Playbook and she said, I beat Meryl, which <laughs> I feel like collectively I was like, yes, you did. Fuck Meryl. Um, but at the same time, uh, boy, there's someone who's not very genuine. Yeah, I definitely did not like that she freaking said that. Like, even, no? even, no, I thought, like, even though she did say, like, I beat Meryl, like, how fucking shitty would it be if I was jokingly like, huh, I beat that person, one person in that category? I just I that think was rude. once you reach a certain level of stardom, you owe it to the public to not take yourself so seriously. Yeah. That's your career. I mean, Jennifer you Lawrence chose... dropped out of middle school. I don't think she's ever taken anything seriously. <laughs> That's that's pretty fucking good. I'm sorry. That's, that's pretty she wonderful. Dropped out of middle school. Yes. I don't feel like middle school children can drop out of school. I feel well, like she, that means that's what that, she fucking said. So well, talk to her parents about I that. I mean, if you want to talk about just taking ownership of your past, whatever. But I it, that seems like something that may have been forced upon her. It could be. She also hasn't made very wise decisions here in the last couple of years. Uh, she was in like that Darren Aronofsky. She was in that weird <laughs> Darren Aronofsky film, and then dated no, I him meant for a while. Yeah, oh no! <laughs> uh, and then she did that movie Red Sparrow, which I actually didn't hate, but her accent in that was just awful. Yeah, um, great. No, so and now but she's hey. she's basically done. I mean, for the what? Mo- she's going to be in the new X Men movie, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, isn't even called X Men for some reason, which I think is well, it's odd. called Dark Phoenix. It's called, yeah, it's Dark Phoenix. But it was a ori- wasn't it originally called X Men Dark Phoenix? It still kind of is. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it, that's just semantics on the poster. I think I think it's still called X Men Dark Phoenix. And I'm sure J Law will be back in some capacity. But I think the highlight of this poster. era for her is done. Eh, we'll see. So, who wants to go to final ratings for Me. Mary Poppins Returns? Okay, we'll let Nick go first. <laughs> I give it three and a half out of five stars. Because I okay. genuinely enjoyed it while I was watching it. And I pretty much thought it was delightful. I think as much as the plot doesn't matter in this movie, it could have been a little tighter, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, I just didn't really fall in love with it. But definitely, from scene to scene, it is a delight and just a lot of fun. So. Three and a half out of five for me. So I am a big fan of this. Uh, It's one of my top six favorite films of 2018. Uh, I think this film from start to finish is an absolute delight. It also hits me in the feels a little bit, even though I don't have personal experience. My wife does. So a lot of very powerful moments when you talk about family members, specifically mothers dying. Um, and that scene, uh, specifically the one in the middle of the film, 
is super emotional uh, after the nightmare scene and everything happening there. And that actually is also one of the better parts of the film because we get this weird glimpse into Mary Poppins' life, which is weird because she actually is, I think, actually feels to me always like this person who's like performing this like weird chained to service hell kind of thing where she just has to fly around and be people's nannies when they need it and then go to the next place forever. (laughs) And there is a weird spot where she like lends in like a previous thing. She says something about a spoon, which sounds like some she probably lost when she was a child or something like that. And during the end of that emotional scene, when she closes the door, she like has this weird look off into space where it seems like maybe there is something about her personal past, which I'm sure has a tie-in to P.L. Travers and everything with that uh, whole storyline with Mary Poppins. But I I loved so many moments throughout this, and also so many of the musical numbers, even though I'm not the biggest musical fan ever. If it does done well, I will be all about it. And this falls right into that category. I could speak wonderful things about this film for, you know, an hour or something like that. So I will just tie everything up by saying, I really love this. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I thought the performances were a highlight here, specifically Emily Blunt, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and also Ben Wishaw, who is just a delight any day of the week. Also to undoubtedly a reference to Paddington with the marmalade is the only thing they have left in the kitchen. That is literally... Uh, a Paddington character talking to the guy who voices Paddington. Correct. Like, if it was even another actor, then maybe I'd be on the fence, but there's just no way that's not... A uh, wink. Nope, yep. Nah, so... I finally got one right. Yes. You did. I'm proud of you. It only <laughs> took five years. Uh, and I, I, I'm just a huge fan. I think this is a wonderfully put-together film. One of the best trailers of the last year. I... I was on the fence between this and uh, that Mission Impossible trailer being the best, which the Mission Impossible trailer won because it was just so fucking good. But at the same time, um, the Mary Poppins trailer, especially ending with her falling backwards into the bathtub saying, here we go, and that's basically just the end of it, is just so perfect. Um, And this is just a wonderful little movie. So four and a half out of five for me for Mary Poppins Returns, a very nice addition to the Disney vault and unfortunately it might be not such a good 2019 for them for these kind of movies oh be prepared we'll see what happens (laughs) (laughs) just so good with that kind of stuff (laughs) love it okay um so i give this movie five out of five stars um i enjoyed so much about this movie i am so happy with how it turned out i loved almost every single thing about it um i could have done without colin firth being the bad guy um even though he did it really well i was just like "Eh, maybe if somebody else was there i would have been better i didn't have as strong as a reaction to um meryl streep not wanting me not wanting meryl streep there i guess um but there was just so much about this movie that was amazing everything from mary poppins Mary Poppins outfits, which I wanted all of, and I need to buy them immediately, but I'm sure they're all designers, so I mean, (laughs) that's just a pipe dream. Well, I didn't want to say this uh, until the end of the episode, but if you look behind you and you open up the closet, (laughs) 
You're in for a treat, Anna, because we called the designer and we got all the costumes here. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Anytime. <laughs> Try them on. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Man, we're making miracles happen here. Um, I try. I just love this movie so much. I am so happy. Like whenever a movie makes me cry, whether it be happy or sad. In this case, it was happy tears. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. I thought all of the songs were amazing. The animated portion of the film was my absolute favorite because I'm such a sucker for good 2D animation. And they shoehorned it in here, and Disney's probably never going to do that again. Um, <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be back. I mean, let's hope we'll so. Um, they they got to get that stank off the Princess and the Frog at some point. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was just so happy with everything that this movie brought, um, including Ben Wishaw and Emily Mortimer, who are always amazing. And the kids were very good, too, because yeah, they, were they were not annoying. When yeah. kids aren't annoying, I think they do a good job. Yeah. So I will say something that I mean it didn't really bother me, but it, I thought about it at least more than once. Both times I saw it, which is too many. Uh, <laughs> which is they're supposed to be brother and sister, and I get that they're like trying to keep that relationship happening. But there were too many times where I'm just like, "Where going- is my beautiful sister?" Yeah. I was like, "Man, is there something weird going on here?" Mm-hmm. Because. They are always together, no mm. matter what. You little dickens. And they kind of want to be together. Oh, so. they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've got great chemistry. Oh, they do. But they're playing brother and sister, so that's weird. They're like lab partners, because... Fucking lab partners. They're stuck in that chemistry. I like those buns and burners because they're very productive in the classroom. Anyway. Do kids still use that? Do they have science? Oh, hell yeah. I they. think they do. It's like science <laughs> right next to their coding classes. Well, of course they do. They they have STEAM. Science, technology, English, arts, and math. Okay. STEM, so engineering. Eng- duh. STEM. Yeah. STEM. Yeah, that's, but STEAM. STEAM is STEM. STEAM is STEM. STEAM is just art added to STEM because people were slightly offended that art was not... Oh, I i didn't know STEAM was a thing. I thought yeah. it was exclusively STEM. I mean, I'm not saying people aren't doing STEM, but STEAM is the new STEM. All right. Yes. STEAM to... is making those theater kids feel included. It's it good. really is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to have an entire period just for Fortnite. So five out of five? Yes. Okay. That, that was my rating. I loved this movie. I can't wait for it to make me cry again. Oh. oh. That was that was heartfelt. That was wonderful. I can't wait for it to make me cry again. I mean, I said the same thing about Avengers Infinity War, so. <laughs> I just watched that for the first time yeah. uh, since the theater last Actually, night. Actually, I it's did, It's on Netflix too. already. Yeah, because I, I showed it at the library for a, a movie night program. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention, though. That's very understandable. <laughs> It's uh, it's a winner. Yeah, I'm a fan. It's uh, Thanos could have been a lot better. Yeah. They botched that big time, but that's okay. It worked out okay. Yeah. Unrivaled action for the most part. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> if you out there have any thoughts on Mary Poppins Returns, always feel free to get a hold of us at filmtankshow at gmail.com to let us know about that. So, uh, when we come back, I am not sure what film we're going to be talking about next. Who knows? But uh, Tune in! Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> so... Uh, when we have our next episode, uh, we'll be looking forward to talking about that film and um, looking forward to many more episodes here in the future as uh, sometime later this year we'll be crossing over that 200 episode threshold, so that'll be fun. We will not do another Predator movie this no, time. No, we've already done two too many. <laughs> <laughs> we did one. We did two. No. Because we did the Predator. Yeah. The We did the new one, didn't we? No. No. Uh, Oh, I've seen Still. too, too many uh, <laughs> Predator films, and that's what I meant. I love the look of disappointment on Toussaint's face when he opened my Christmas gift from him. And yeah. It was the new Predator movie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is the new one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I gave him the original trilogy about two years ago or something, so it's only a full circle that uh, he should get the new one. It's funny because I got it for him for literally a 12-minute yeah special feature on it of the um, making, basically, you know of the Predator character. If you character, like a franchise, like... though, you like a franchise. That's It'd true. be like if you gave me Jigsaw, the eighth Saw film <laughs> for Christmas. Like, like, hey, I bought that for myself. I was going to say, I'm I didn't need sure any, you own that already. I didn't need help with that. Yeah. But I would agree that that's a shitty movie, but I would watch that any day because I like that franchise. There's so. going to be another Saw movie, isn't there? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Thank you very much again to Anna for joining us. It's always Thanks, awesome to have you on our episodes. Thank you again for having me. It's oh. always such a blast being here. Oh. It really is. Well, we're glad it's that you're... So much has changed in the last three weeks. Too. I know. Yeah. Well, we said this episode was going to be only half an hour, and we only doubled that, so that's okay. <laughs> All right. You did a really good job. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, from Anna and Nick and myself, Alex Diekman, thank you very much for listening to us here with Film Tank. We'll catch up with you next time. Yeah.